0: Thanks for listening to the Drummer's Weekly Groovecast. You can contact the show at twitter.com forward slash dwgroovecast and through Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Drummer's Weekly Groovecast. Good evening. I am warning you, right now, if you touch my drums, I will stab (laughs) you in the neck with a knife. Ain't a (laughs)
1: fucking. Ain't a fucking. Mom!
0: take it easy lower it i'm not gonna lower it i have to do this now i don't what, mind you playing it but lower it well Did we the... get straight now no oh, we had a problem i mean uh, we tried to do everything we could what do you mean well you know what i mean Next. little trouble there you're rushing yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: How's your life this week, John?
0: Uh, not too bad. Well, yeah, last week was better. My mom and my sister came and visited
1: us. I saw on social media, man. I yeah. follow you. We, you do. <laughs> I do.
0: Have you seen all those posts I make fun of you? Oh, oh No, I blocked you on those. Enough <laughs> of that nonsense. No, my, my mom and sister came down and we did all this touristy crap. The college football Hall of Fame is awesome.
1: Man, I had the distinct pleasure of performing down there and I will absolutely give you the touchdown signal. Touchdown that is right. That it, it is quite a wonderful uh it one, a one, wonderful venue. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you're in Atlanta, uh College football, football Hall of Fame's cool. Aquarium is always a winner. Must see. So, uh, World of Coke, of course. My my boy just wears me out every time we're downtown. I'm like, we don't even do anything. He goes straight from the the entrance room to where they have free coke.
1: I would like to make a an Atlanta tourist recommendation. Okay. It's just a couple of blocks from there you can go to the My at, Garage. Yeah. You can go to the Atlanta Museum of Crime and Violent Attacks. Oh, that's not a museum? that's That's not that's in Chicago oh okay it's a thrill ride yeah it's It's
0: weird though man it's kind of it's one of those audience participate participation places kind of like a haunted house like you don't even realize you're at the museum you're just walking on the
1: street and you're It's the real-life modern version of medieval times. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not get carried Uh, away. It's not that bad. John, did you know we're coming up on one year's worth of shows? That just blows my mind. I'm shaking my head, man. I can't believe it.
0: Man, it doesn't even seem possible.
1: It doesn't. Just a little over a a year ago, you and I were talking on the phone about doing this.
0: Yep. I was thinking this is going to be great and then he boxed me into this weekly crap without even asking
1: <laughs> well somebody's got to lead the way man Woo. come on
0: i remember the first time i saw weekly i was i think i doubled over weekly
1: <laughs> the drummers I don't quarter- talk for a week quarterly drum cast <laughs> we're going to do one on all the major federal holidays but we'll do a
0: pop-up show on occasion
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> occasionally. Uh but yeah, we we've got our we've got our big 1-year anniversary coming up. And if everyone if you recall, if you've been listening and checking out our social media, we have our big 1-year anniversary contest coming up that's sponsored by our friends out at the Monk Drum Company. Uh, they're giving away a original 10-inch monk drum for first prize. Second prize, they're giving away a set of monk bongos. And if you're not familiar with them, go over to monkdrums.com. Go over to their website and check it out, man. They are making some super, super cool artisan-style instruments. Um, essentially, that monk drum is basically a standing cajon. It's, it, you get cajon-style sounds, but you play, that, play it like a conga, like you would think of a, a seated conguero playing a conga. And then monk bongos are essentially wooden bongos. There's no skin head on them. There's just wooden bongos. They're the size of bongos that you can either mount or you can actually place them between your knees and play them like traditional bongos and get just a smoking good just a killer bongo sound, which, John, might I add, in these hot, humid summer months, you don't have to worry about those pesky skinheads uh, detuning, getting boggy out there. You can just use straight-up wood. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, and you, and as you ask, what, how do I win such things? I'll tell you how you win such things. you got to point your little finger on your browser, head over to iTunes, go to the Drummer's Weekly groove cast, Podcast homepage inside of iTunes and leave us a review. Got to be a written review so that we'll take your iTunes nickname. We put it in a hat during the 52nd week of our show, and One we, yeah, yeah, we draw our two lucky winners. And so that's how you do it. So go to iTunes, leave us a review, and you two will be automatically registered. How about that? That's
0: awesome. Hey, do you, is there? You know, if there's any, is there? A Congaro rum?
1: Well, I'm going to be in Puerto Rico in a few weeks. I can check it out for you.
0: Because I'm thinking, like, you know, we could go Sammy Hagar on some whew, rum, come up with a new rum called
1: Congaro. Congaro rum! That's pretty good, man. Make it spiced, you know, a little spiciness action in there. John, you should have been a genius. I, I don't have the
0: patience for that. I'm, I like <laughs> taking naps. <laughs> Geniuses don't take naps.
1: You know who was a genius? And they
0: play drum
1: solos. <laughs> you know who's been a genius over this past week? Who's that? One of our listeners named Joel. Joel. Can I tell you yeah, about Joel? Yeah, I'd like to hear about Joel. This, it does me good. It does, it, old, old devil pride has slapped me on the back this week. Because we I got to tell you about that man, stuff. I know. But he sent uh, a quick message and, uh, I thought it was funny because it shows you how completely and totally out of touch I am because he used some some hipster kid's jargon, some of today's palaver uh, that uh, I had to look it up. But anyway, let me basically tell you what he said. He sent me a nice message and he's like, hey, man, I've been listening to the show and I've been a listener to several other different podcasts and several several other different publications that are on like YouTube and some other things. And he used the term, John, you guys have red-pilled me into being a believer. And I looked at him and I thought, oh my God, we're, what are we now? Are we like pushing drugs or whatever? And so me being the completely and totally out of touch person I had to go <laughs> I had to go look up and see what red pilling was and essentially he told us that we have made him accept the truth <laughs> the, the 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 realism of the of what it really takes to be a drummer and what concepts are are really important uh, he said that basically if you take the blue pill which I suppose he is talking about some other different, Uh, types of media that they're not necessarily telling you the truth or they're giving you the shiny toy but not necessarily the real thing so much love I had to share that really quick I thought it was just a very cool sentiment that we received
0: I appreciate it I didn't know what it was either I'm like what kind of trouble are we getting this kid into
1: I know man but I don't know I feel like I learned something this week
0: All right.
1: (laughs) You know what? Well, let's go take a nap. <laughs> uh, one last thing, John, and then we're going to dive headfirst into our topic for the week. Um, on the last show that we did, our psychological techniques of drumming, I mentioned um, a, a wonderful doctor and author. His name was John, Dr. John Sarno, based out of New York City. Uh, and right on cue, he passed away. Just a few days before that uh, show aired, uh, he was—he uh, passed away a day before his 94th birthday. So, if nothing else, you can see this guy lived an incredibly long and fruitful and productive life, and I am virtually sure he was following his own advice. So, somewhat of a testament to his longevity and his career. Uh, would tie a direct correlation to his his practices as well so just wanted to throw that out there again it seems like we every few weeks have to mourn the passing of someone and this is our first non-drummer i think we've talked about
0: rest in peace good sir now no one wants us to talk about them is what you you're kind of
1: what in my brain. <laughs> don't talk about me i don't want to pass on should should we talk We've got we do have a we we've got a great show coming up next week. Should we I don't necessarily spill the beans, but we've got an awesome interview coming up next
0: yeah, week. Yeah, that's good enough.
1: I'm going to say that nobody has talked to this guy before and he's going to he's going to be right up the alley of everybody who listens. Hey, you know what, John, let me say this. You folks who like gear keep your ears on Smokey.
0: No doubt.
1: Cuz you you're, you're going to get your kinda- fill
0: picture of him next to the word gear in a yeah dictionary
1: you got that right onward and upward john let's get on to our subject to the for the day okay um something that we've alluded to on the show before but we've never really spent or dedicated a great amount of time on it was talking about subbing in or subbing out of gigs and both of them are incredibly important you're absolutely going to run into that if you're a professional musician you're going to have to be called to sub in on gigs and then there's times where you're going to have to sub out whether it's due to conflict or possibly an illness or just something that you have to attend to a family emergency it's just going to happen and john you've subbed in for me and i've subbed in for you and we both have subbed in and out on a ton of other gigs. We just we do it all the time. It's part of our DNA with what we do. So I thought what we what we would do today is really dive into this and talk about things you should do, things you shouldn't do, and then talk about proper ways to sub out your gig because boy, let me tell you, that in itself subbing out your gig, man, that can absolutely throw you and everybody else in the band in the ditch if you don't do it the right way.
0: But I still prefer it.
1: <laughs>
0: Is it too If I'm subbing out that means I'm probably going to a beach or a mountain.
1: You know, I've got a I've got a fly out that I've got to do this weekend. You want to sub for me last minute?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not even working I,
1: that night and I'm not going to sub for you. Dude if I what I'm not even working that night and I don't want to do it. <laughs> but you're brooding. That I am. I'm I'm projecting. I'm going against everything we talked about it's last week. It's gonna be a great gig, man. Thank you, man. Can I call you on Saturday while I'm crying in the corner and you can talk me up? i will probably be taking a nap. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. So anyway, oh, you can call me. Can I listen to you snore? Sure. Yeah. Well, John. Why would anybody call anybody to sub?
0: Well, there's a number of reasons.
1: I want to hear about them.
0: There could be a family gathering or event.
1: You know what? Let me reframe that. Why would anybody call anyone? I'm talking about the qualifications. Oh. Yeah, you know. Oh, why God. why why would I was somebody being call you? Literal. Yeah, you know.
0: Um when I need a sub the reason i call the people i do is because there's a lot of reasons but i know they're going to come in prepared i know they're going to come in with a good attitude i know they're going to play appropriately and they're not trying to snake my gig mm-hmm. you know there's a number of things but that's way down that, that 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 part of it's way down the list like the the idea that it's a pro and coming in and just giving me peace of mind That's why I'm calling the few people that I call.
1: And that's exactly the same reason I do. I use the same criteria that you do. Essentially, you've got to make sure that you get someone that is appropriate for your style of gig. And then inside of that style of appropriateness, you've got to make sure that on top of that, they have plenty of experience. They've got a good bit of one of the terms that we like to use all the time, musical depth. And then they've got to have just a good knowledge of the varied styles of music Mm -hmm. inside of that gig. So you got to make sure somebody can cover all those different bases and do it competently so that you can relax and then make sure that the gig that you're having subbed out is something that you don't throw your band in the ditch. At that time because yeah yeah, you want to make it it's a lot quite honestly it's quite a bit of work on the other members of the band also when somebody subs out because they're going to be a drummer yeah they're going to be in charge of a whole host of things that we're going to get into first thing let's talk about john when we sub in with another band in other words somebody calls us like you call me or i call you to sub in on one of our one of our gigs Mm mm-hmm one of the first things I always like to ask regarding this is, is this gonna be a thing, man, where I just come in and do the gig, or is there any kind of prep or rehearsal that I need to do prior to that? Because that's gonna be, for me, that's gonna really get my mind set in the right direction. You know, because quite honestly, as much as sometimes we don't like, we don't necessarily like to go, well, there's gonna be a rehearsal, or I'm gonna send you a bunch of charts and, and MP3s and whatnot, even though we know it's work ahead of time, it is going. It absolutely sets my mind at ease. Me too. Yeah, because then if you at least have a general roadmap of what you're going to be expected to play, you can get prepared enough to where you go in there and then not have any tremendous, or not not have any, every single song be a curveball right thrown at you.
0: Yeah, that that's a that's a terrible place for a drummer to be. And and it's a terrible place to put a drummer in, when it could be avoided too. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I man, like you kind of like the foundation. You know, if you're guessing all night, man, it can't be great. So, you know, help me out.
1: Yeah, and you want to make sure that when you're trying, let's let's say let's let's throw out the the scenario that this gig that you're going to sub in on is something that is going to require a little bit of preparation, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got the materials or they've at least got some direction for you to follow. I always say, look, if you could send me a set list or at least a song list of things that that we were possibly going to be able to do, that would help me out. Now don't send me a set list uh, or a song list of 275 songs. In other words, don't tell me to go to your website and look at the 275 songs you can play. You took the gig, man. <laughs> yeah. What what are the 40 that we're going to play? How about that? You know, at least give me a fighting fighting chance.
0: I just had this conversation with someone the other day and Yeah. They were out on a road gig and it was you know, 90 minute set or whatever and they'd been doing the same set for you know, a couple months, and this guy kept throwing him stuff like, "Oh, you know, we might do this every once in a while. We do this." It's like, "No, man,
1: don't, don't put a sub in that place." Yeah, ideally, you would like to help him out as much as possible, also because it's going to benefit the band as well. well you can communicate whoever's running the gig to, like, "Hey, man, you know, is the songs. I... here's
0: sorry, here's the songs I gave him."
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Something that I ask for as well is okay, here is these 40 we're going to do. Do you guys have board tapes? Now, one of the things that I like about board tapes as opposed to this them sending me a whole bunch of originals is that with board tapes, you can glean a lot of information from those. And Not just things like arrangements. Of course, arrangements are the base thing you're going to get from it, right, if they do some things that are a little bit different to the original. But how about something like this, John? You're going to get great indicators of band style. Like, oh, my God, they play this thing way faster than the original. Or, you know, hey, I didn't realize that this one song actually medleys and goes straight into something else.
0: Or, stuff is all gold.
1: Yeah. I mean, have you ever noticed this also, John, that there are certain songs that you might play with one group that say, let's say that the drums don't come in for a while. Say they come in maybe like 32 bars into the tune. Like there's a verse and a chorus that happens before that. Well, in your band, let's say that the piano and vocals start the thing out, right? Well, all of a sudden, and you're accustomed to doing that. All of a sudden, you're going to sub in with band Z, right? And then all of a sudden, you get their board tape, Drums come in right from the top. They gotta have it. It's that. Those are the kind of things that I'm talking about with board tapes. Those kind of things will will pay off major dividends.
0: Yep. That's that. Verse and a chorus. Is that a church song.
1: I don't know. Maybe we should you know, call up Mike O'Brien real quick.
0: Nah. It just sounds like a church song.
1: Now, if I had said... I come
0: in, in more second verses on church songs than any, anything ever.
1: If I had said verse, chorus, verse, chorus, breakdown, you could bet that that was going to be a church song. You know I'm right. Bridge. The
0: bigger is the out,
1: <laughs> um. And then the cherry on the cake for the subbing in would be, do you have charts?
0: Oh, man, it would be gold.
1: If you got all of that, all of those different things. Yeah. If if you got all those different things, if you've got a set list, if you got some charts, and you got an MP3, I'm going to, or board tapes, I'm going to go out and say that you have hit the the subbing in jackpot.
0: No doubt. That is a good one. It's, uh, I want to say one time I went to Kinko's or what's now FedEx. Mm-hmm and i copied the 40 tunes we've been doing regularly for someone and i think i, I talked to him that that afternoon of the gig i'm like hey man you know did you get a chance to look at those charts oh yeah man i i just haven't gotten around to it i was like <laughs> dude i just made your life 40 times easier and you didn't even take advantage of it
1: You know what I thought you were going to go with that? I thought you were going to go, oh, yeah, man, I uh, got those charts, but I don't read.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, certainly, it's always a possibility.
1: So if you got those things going for you for preparation and or rehearsal, you are better off than, we'll say, 90% of most people. But now, John, let's, let's go into the topic of, okay, you got called in to sub, and you're going into the gig completely and totally blind. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the set lists are. You don't know uh, anything about tempos. There's certainly no charts. You don't know who counts things off. You, it's just one of those things that you got to really fall back on your, your musical intuition on that. Those are, the, for the most part, the more anxiety-ridden cases of well, subbing in.
0: For me, that's the... That's just brutal. I just I did a gig the other night with someone who's notorious for that. Yeah. Ah, whatever we're feeling, you know. I'm like, Yeah.
1: Well, the first thing, and it is the most obvious thing, but we're gonna hit a bunch of less obvious things in a moment. Whatever you do, you gotta listen. Listen, listen. Be very, very aware of your surroundings. Be very aware of, of, once you get into these tunes, listen to, to what's going on. Listen for telltale signs that you're going to different parts of song, going from choruses into bridges into breakdowns. Man, you got to fall back on your ears and your musical training.
0: That's going to get you through 90% of stuff. It's just, you know, use your instincts and keep it simple.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you you can pick up a lot of stuff, man. You can, of course, of course, you can pick up arrangement style things. You can pick up little eccentricities that the band, you know, does from from song to song or right. arrangement to arrangement. But also, I mean, you can pick up little things like dynamics. You know, like oh man, well we're gonna we're gonna really bring things down here. Bring that. You just don't want to be in your own role and just plow through everything. So that's the first thing I want to talk about. That's a good one. The next one, you used your ears, now you need to use your eyes. You need to keep your eyes open for visual cues. And one of the things that's my pet peeve is having more than one visual cue. It's, it's, you're far better off having one guy that's going to give you the information. Because if you have two oh. or three cooks in the kitchen, you're going to invariably get conflicting Signals.
0: Yeah, always one guy, and and desperately trying to find out who is musically adept, and you know, has a simple form of communication under loud circumstances. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Because I've had I've had gigs where one person seems to kind of be the guy, and then it sort of switches. Yeah, and that that just gets kind of bizarre.
1: Well, I'll say this also if if you're taking cues from someone from one particular person in particular if you're having issues deciphering said cues i think one thing that's really important is to communicate a little bit between songs or on sets of like hey look you know i'm not exactly sure what you meant by doing this and john what i'm doing is i'm just kind of waving my finger around like a circular motion
0: look like you're and throw a lasso.
1: Yeah, exactly. What does that mean? Does that mean we're going to the bridge? Does that, that means mean keep going to me? Yeah, that either that or, or possibly even repeat a section. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. It's good to clear up what these cues are going to be. Like, hey, we're going to the bridge. Hey, this is our last time through. Whatever. It's just good to have some kind of of communication regarding uh, those different different visual cues that you that you might have. How about this one, John? Have you ever heard this before? It doesn't really matter so much what happens in the middle of the songs. we got to make sure we start and stop them together.
0: It's always a recipe for success.
1: (laughs) Get a good start.
0: Whenever you have a situation where from the get-go it's not kind of pretty solid in the groove, I don't care who you're playing with, how good they are. It's like when someone turns around and says, speed it up. It never settles again. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like almost there. That's that's something that I think more people need to be mindful of. The first eight bars can dictate a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, anxiety, fear. You know, complacency. I mean, as but I mean, for me, I kind of feel like dropping in that ninth bar for most songs. You know, you're kind of there at that point, but. Get it. Get it. Get your head together before
1: that. Well, you know, the subtitle of this also is count offs. Right. You got to make sure you got to have a, a steady count off. If you're not the one counting them off, there's nothing worse than having somebody, man, that does it uh, is not accustomed to counting off tunes. It's not even just the tempo. Sometimes, you know, the, the count off dictates the feel. Of a song, Mm -hmm. and man, if if you've got somebody that doesn't know what they're doing regarding counting off songs, regarding just the feel and tempo, it's going to be a disaster, man.
0: If I'm not prepared with tempos and all that, I always prefer someone to count it off, but not because I want it to be necessarily right. I just don't want to be wrong and blamed.
1: Hey, understood. (laughs) But I'll tell you this, man. If it gets to a point to where you know, you have several weird, wishy-washy count-offs in between. I, I I, come to the point of like, hey, you know what? Let me lead the way on mm-hmm. this thing. Sure, you may not be exactly where you want to be on tempo, but you're not where you want to be on tempo anyway because you're not giving me a confident count-in.
0: Yeah, we and we might set this song up for success if we ever
1: locked in from the get-go. Yeah, play Simply, how's that, John? You like that one? I hate that one. I got, I got it. I need to express myself, man. You express yourself in the simplest
0: forms, and it's brilliant. Yeah, I like simple. That—that's not a real unpopular demand if it's thrown at me. I play simple, good.
1: But you know how, how there are a lot of people that we've seen before, that it's almost like, and I'm not limiting this to drummers. No, it, it, hap- it happens with a lot of musicians. Definitely. That they almost feel like they have something to prove when they come in, when they're subbing in on something. Man, and
0: I've seen it happen where it's just like, is, is this a
1: joke? Yeah, I mean, you gotta realize when you're getting called to sub in on these gigs, it is ninety nine point nine percent of the times not for blowing chops.
0: <laughs> and it's definitely not about you.
1: Yeah, I mean you're there for lack of a better term to get us through to when the real guy gets back. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what it's about, it's that's true. the way I that's the way I look at it. I, I many times also, it's the ultimate compliment to me when I'm subbing in on a gig that we go through half a dozen songs. And I'm getting a lot of attention from from band members, right? They're really looking at me. They're cueing me, blah blah blah. After half a dozen tunes, if they just stop looking back, and they just forget you're there, mm-hmm. man, that is the ultimate compliment.
0: I like that. That yeah, I'm overthinking enough. Yeah. You know I don't need you know when there's three people on stage giving you, you know, the opposite directions. One person wants you to speed up, one slow down. All that. It, it's a good feeling when they're you know you almost feel like they don't even notice you're there. I love that feeling. Yeah, and and some people will verbalize it, which is cool too.
1: There, there are times, man, that I've been on gigs where I've literally had to remind a couple people of like, hey, don't forget, cue me on the end. I mean, and again, that that's a great again, that's a great compliment that they, that that they they just forgotten that i'm back there and they're just very comfortable and playing along right but yeah having somebody you know just reminding somebody to do that man that's that's a great thing because that means they're comfortable and they're just letting you letting you do your thing which kind of brings me into my last one of my last points regarding this thing about visual cues is yeah really one of the main things that you will never get away from is really making sure that you watch for the ending cues Use your musical depth, use your musical knowledge, listen for the telltale signs, things like turnarounds, you know, multiple turnarounds at the end of songs, multiple repeated choruses at the end of songs, and then, of course, just the generalized panicked look from time to time on people's face to turn around and tell you, hey, we're getting out of here at this time. And then, you know, use your best instincts to know if this thing's going to be a short ending. Or as I like to say in technical jargon, a trash can ending.
0: Yeah, man, that can be really uncomfortable. I'm I'm not a big fan of trash can ending unless, unless it's a pretty raucous tune. Yeah, and sometimes you'll get on a gig where it's almost just like every song that has to happen. And, you know, <laughs> my vocabulary is used up by the third song. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just bashing on cymbals and kick drums. and.
1: One last thing that is a relative new source of information regarding getting yourself uh, ready for subbing in and getting yourself prepared for things is if this band that you're subbing for has a website and that there are videos posted on there, go check out some videos. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, those, those videos in themselves will also give you a little bit of information on far, as far as like how the band likes to set up. Not everybody like in a rock band likes to have the drums right in the middle. They might want you to set up on the other side. They might just have a, a different way of performing or a different way of having things you know, organized on the bandstand that if you didn't see that video, you might get there before everybody else set up and they might have you move all your stuff. So in a bare-bones sort of way, man, having a video and being able to see a visual representation of the band could be a really, really good thing of having that to prepare you as well. Yes, sir. John, let's talk about subbing out your gigs. Because this in itself, to to, I, I probably get as much, if not more, anxiety about gigs, subbing them out.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Although, I have gotten to a a really good place with looking at it for what it is, but also having the advantage of a few people to draw on that are just going to come in and kill it. So, I don't get as much anxiety about that now as I used to because i only send people i trust but um
1: i used to really really get uptight about it my bizarre control issues wig me out a lot of times even to the point of where after the gig if not right after the gig the day after the gig i call and make sure everything didn't implode <laughs> you know it's always good to know Yeah, well.
0: I've been known to call a rational and honest person on occasion. Oh, yeah. The next day.
1: Yeah. Well, there are a few things in particular that I think we can pass along to some people regarding proper etiquette of subbing out your gigs. Um, And again, what you have to always keep in mind is, especially if you're dealing with a larger group, and you being a drummer that drives the bus, right? We're, we're in control of a whole lot of stuff. When you sub in, even with one of the most competent subs, you're still putting a lot on the plate of the other players. You're putting a lot at chance with that because it's just simply the unknown, and it can make some people uncomfortable. So,
0: It sure does.
1: One of the first things that I make sure of is if I know that I've got to sub a gig out, and let's say it's you know a few weeks to a month or two ahead of time, the first thing I do is I check and make sure that no one else is subbing out that gig. In other words, we don't have multiple subs on the gig, and especially not multiple rhythm section subs, because mm. now that really is a recipe for disaster there. So I would tell everybody... Make sure that if you have to sub something out, get it on the books early. In other words, don't wait till the last minute. Make sure everybody's aware early and make sure on top of that that you're not multiply subbing out those gigs.
0: Yeah, that would not be good. I had a long running agreement with my bass player that if one if one of us takes off, the other's gotta be there. And we it it works out pretty good. Rarely do we have a conflict. Yeah, matter of fact, I think the only conflict we ever had
1: was when I got married, and that's because he was in your wedding, right?
0: So um, that that was a that was a solution we came up with. That uh, if one's going to take off, the other needs to be there, and what that does, it also helps you to kind of just reminds you, hey, you got some business to deal with. I know the band I play in, man. It's not easy to play that gig called a big band. It's strong players.
1: I, I think the other thing is this, man. One of the things that I found really helpful is also making sure that the other people in the band might know somebody. Also, that, that they're comfortable with. Like I, like If it's somebody that I know, like you, m- virtually all the people that I have you subbed for me with, they know you. Right, and so they're already comfortable with you, not only playing wise but personality wise. So if you can find a common ground, you know, with your bass player or your keyboard player, or better yet, maybe all of them, and they know you as well, and you're on, you know, you're on the recommended sub list, man, that's that's a great thing.
0: Well, we're fortunately to the point where we we have that pretty much sewn up, in that we've been playing around town forever and there's a there's a circle of drummers that you just everybody knows and knows is a pro and is gonna come in and knock it out but um, yeah that 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 goes a long way I mean I, the people I send is a non-issue just because everybody knows the few guys I use and they're all awesome and personality wise are fantastic and uh, I'm lucky that way, you know. If you're new to subbing out, I would I would suggest getting the most reliable, and agreeable, and responsible person versus the hot guy. Or mm-hmm. if you don't know these people, get someone you know is going to be you know just conscientious and and is going to be able to get along with people and not have an ego or that a, a band's going to be less forgiving of that person you know missing a cue or that then then the opposite
1: so right and because it's a, it's a temporary situation also you know it's it's a sub in type thing so yeah you want you absolutely want to go with the known commodity yeah
0: well I like to, I like sense. to send a really really good sub just because I want to be able to do it again without any grief
1: excellent point which was that was the next thing i was going to talk about as well is that you want to make sure that when you're when you're actually subbing or having someone sub for you there's a weird philosophy that some guys have that they want to send somebody that's not as good as them
0: that's the most that's the craziest thing
1: thing but you know it's the truth
0: though man I know people that yeah. have, I know people that have verbalized
1: it. Right. Yeah, Th- that it's insane to do that because exactly what you said before. If you sub this one gig out, you want to be able to do it again. Yes. For whatever reason that that comes up.
0: I want the best player I can find.
1: Right. Now, another thing when we talk about contacting these subs, one thing that's very important and we, we actually touched on this a long time ago on a very early show is you want to be honest with this sub and you want to tell them every detail leave no stone unturned and more importantly if they ask you questions about the gig you need to be prepared to answer them so let me just give you a couple of examples of these and I'll guarantee you people that are listening to this you've probably run you run into this before somebody calls you for a gig and they just go hey man are you open on friday such and such and then there's steely silence on the on the other end of the phone (laughs) right and then all of a sudden you look at your calendar and you are open
0: i never say oh yeah i'm free until i'm
1: fine right it's always, it's if you're going to be the person that's calling someone for the gig, before you leave the steely silence of you know the unknown hanging on the phone there, please give the details right off the bat. Tell them all the pertinent things. This is the band that it's with. These are the hours. This is how much it pays. This is where it is. You know, because you don't want to get into that thing of of then all of a sudden, you know, eager drummer on the other end goes, sure, man, I'll do it. You know, and you hang up the phone and that's it. And then, of course, that gig ends up being in Kalamazoo. Then all of a sudden when the band leader or whoever contacts the sub and says, yeah, man, I'm glad to have you on board. You know, be at the airport at <laughs> 7 a.m. What? Yeah. Dude, I actually... Honest on story, I got, I got to tell you this one quick aside on this. I was on a regional travel gig about, I guess it was probably about seven or eight years ago, and this one group that I work with, traditionally when they go out of town, if it's over, say, two hours, two and a half hours, um, they will offer to put you up in a hotel, right? Well, everybody at that time, had agreed to stay in the hotel that night. We're going to drive back the next day, right? Well, there was a vocal sub that was on this gig, and he was he was a a veteran and he had subbed with a whole bunch of different bands. And I'm going to say that virtually every band that he subbed in had what's called a get back van or a get back bus, if you're familiar with that. And essentially what that is is a lot of times certain groups will go down and some people will elect to stay and then other people will get back in the vehicle and come back that night. He just assumed that everybody was coming back that night. He never asked. Mm. And all of a sudden we are in this location that we're at and he's like, yeah, man. So uh, why are we at this hotel? Well, it's because we're checking in and we're getting room keys so that we don't have to roll in and check in at 1 o'clock in the morning. And he looked at everybody, man, with like this huge question mark over his head. You mean we're staying? Uh, yeah, we're staying. So it's those little details like <laughs> when, uh, when are you going, a, when are you a, coming back? That,
0: that's not solely his fault, but it's certainly partly his fault.
1: Right couple of other things, aside from calling your sub and making sure that you give him those pertinent details like pay, where the gigs are, that kind of stuff. There's a few other little things that I like to, to make sure that happens as well. First off, I am extra super uh, aware of and super thorough making sure that the materials that they might request for, whether it be charts, board tapes, MP3s, set lists. Tempos. Yeah, I mark all that stuff and make sure that it gets delivered appropriately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quick tip to everybody, you don't want to be attaching eight MP3s at a time to an email and sending them over. You're far, 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 far better off opening up some type of a cloud-style account, like a Dropbox-style account. Put all of your charts, put all of your uh, board tapes... Put your set list, your different things in there, share those with your sub, and then live a happy life. That's what you want to do. Part two of that, John, is that if you put all that stuff in there the first time, you don't have to worry about doing it ever again. All you have to do is do a little maintenance, add new tunes, add new charts when they become available. Mm -hmm. Now, next thing. There are the occasional gigs that you have to sub out on that you might have to bring an extra Specialty piece of gear. Now I'm not talking about you know all of a sudden you got to bring two octaves of crotales for a particular rush tune that you're playing.
0: Sixty inch gong.
1: (laughs) But there are times that there might be something as simple of like, hey man, make sure you bring a cowbell. You know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that your sub is aware that they need to bring a cowbell. If you use in-ear monitors, make sure you tell your guy hey do you have in-ear monitors because that's what this band normally runs on and if they don't you know you can prepare your sound guy to make sure that they have the appropriate wedge or whatever you know set up for them so i do that also the other thing john is i make sure that after all of the set list and mp3s and stuff have been delivered take 15 20 minutes do a quick phone call and make sure you go over any arrangement hotspots. Things like weird transitions, naked tempo changes, medleys, you know, be, be aware that this song goes to this, goes to this. Make sure to tell them, hey, we don't play this song at this tempo. It's at this tempo. How about this one also, John? We don't do this version of the song. Like, for example, we don't do... The original Marvin Gaye version of How Sweet It Is. We do more like the James Taylor live version. Mm-hmm. Tell people the hot spots. Make sure that they're aware. Make sure that they know what's going on in there. And then, lastly, John, I mentioned it before check in after the gig. Check in and see not only, of course, how they've done, but in so many ways, you can also check in and see how you've done as far as like in preparing. I like that. Yeah. Because you
0: know, what can I do better next time? Yeah,
1: because at the very worst, something could happen, and they could go, "Man, you didn't tell me about this uh, this one song, man." Where all of a sudden, you know, the tempo goes from you know one hundred and five to a, an abrupt jump to like one hundred and
0: thirty. I probably do that anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's little things like that that can make a whole big difference for the next time you have to prepare somebody because I've actually had that happen a couple times where somebody went oh hey man you know it really went well you know but there were a couple little things here I didn't know that this was supposed to happen here and that was supposed to happen there and it ended up being a much bigger deal than than we maybe thought of because we've done it 150 times
0: I just think when it comes to either situation it's just about respect Set this person up to succeed.
1: Respect the gig too.
0: Respect the gig. Know what it is. Don't come in and try to impress people with inappropriate playing. All that crap. It happens a lot, man. Why?
1: Why is this happening? It's got to be with. It's got to be insecurity, man. Just it's, it's, get that. Get rid of that. Yeah, it's got to be insecurity. I think that there might be times also that people uh, may not have quite as much confidence in their. Everything from their musical depth to even maybe their time feel, and that if you don't have a whole lot of confidence in that, or if at least you're not confident in that setting, sometimes overplaying has the subliminal effect of of like masking that sort of thing, and really it's just it's just compounding the issue.
0: I think about sometimes too, like you know, my I got I kind of have a name gig, <clears throat> excuse me, in town. It's like you know band with a really stellar reputation and all that. and Some people, I don't care who you are, they might be like, oh, I'm a little uptight and all that. It's that, you know, that bass player, that keyboard player, that singer, put their mind at ease.
1: I was going to say, bro, when I sub in for you, man, I'm just like, it's taken care of.
0: Easiest gig in the world if you pay attention.
1: I can fall off my throne and I'm going to sound good.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think, I I always love playing with bands like that because literally if you pay attention you're going to sound great you know yeah it's just a matter of mutual respect too you know like Mm -hmm. don't waste your time on someone that you know could potentially be inappropriate don't waste your time on someone that you're not absolutely sure will be appropriate in whatever capacity as you pointed out it's really difficult for the rest of the people involved, if, if you're not making good choices and bringing in good people. And uh, I ke- I go back again to it's, you know, we're, we're privileged that we play in a band that we can sub out on mm-hmm. occasion. You can't take advantage of it and do it all the time, but man, some people can't do that. So I certainly don't want to screw it up.
1: That's right. And we hope that we gave you a few tips that will point you in the right direction because, again, John and I have both been very fortunate to to both work regularly with very good bands. Even though we do sub out from time to time, uh, we have not been chastised. We've done the right things, thankfully. John, Unless
0: they have food poisoning.
1: Oof. That's, then you just take whoever you can get. That's no bueno, man. Um, let's finish off the day. That might have happened. It did happen. And it might have been not. Great. <laughs> Uh, let's finish off the day with our segment on must have gear. John, I've got a good one. You've got a good one today. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Or you want me to go? I'll go first. Go for it.
0: I have the, uh, I'll call it, call it the boy scout approach to,
1: I called it trick bag. <laughs> yeah. That too.
0: No, I, one thing that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a given, like in my backpack, I'll have. Medicine and band aids and you know antacids and all that crap because you just never know what you're up against on a gig, um, but I kind of approach that same philosophy as far as some uh, gear uh, protection, for lack of better terms, like you know if you're on a if you, I just have this I got in this habit of putting. And I have this big pocket in the side of my hardware case. And I put a tarp in, some bungee cords, a couple pairs of sticks, a pair of brushes, drum keys, some gaff tape. And it just stays in there. I I, I can't even tell you the last time I opened it up. Mm -hmm. But it's there. Like, if you just, you get to a gig, sometimes, rarely does this happen. Every once in a while I get to a gig and it's like, it's not covered. What? Why is this, what, you were supposed to tell me that. Oh, I overlooked it, I forgot. So I just, I got in this habit of having that, there's this nice big pocket here, I'm just gonna have a bunch of stuff in there that's gonna make life a little easier if disaster strikes.
1: It's it's essentially bright glass in case of emergency.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, but man, it's like, it's no skin off my teeth, it doesn't weigh much. It's sitting in that side pocket where I, never put anything anyway and man if it if the heavens open up on a gig that you didn't know wasn't covered
1: you're covered even sometimes when it is covered yeah that's true the sideways <laughs> rain yeah I'm,
0: i've been there golly it's terrible anyway that's all to say think about you know again like i said my backpack i have a bunch of stuff that would help me to a, a gig if i'm not feeling well or whatever but what other things, what other problems or potential disasters can you head off with simply thinking like, oh, this would help in those scenarios? And in my case, I'm like, man, I don't want my stuff to get rained on. Inevitably, if I leave that tarp in the you know, garage and it says it's going to be clear and I get there and it's not, that's when it's going to happen. So I'm just like, I'm just heading that off at the pass. I got it with me. It's all good. That's that's my advice, and that's what that's kind of my must. I, I really I'm I'm I've
1: psychologically in a good place when I know I
0: have all of that covered. One no of my, pun intended.
1: One of my favorite parts about that is that all of those goodies that you have in that side pocket all together is probably less than twenty dollars worth of stuff. It's like bungee cords, two dollars, extra sticks, seven dollars. Yeah. You know, but
0: boy, it could make or break a game. Pr- Yo,
1: I was, was going to go with the price. I was going to go with the hack commercial thing. Peace of mind, <laughs> priceless. <laughs> you know, Sorry. You know, that kinda, yeah.
0: Stepped all over you like a bad
1: sub. Ah. He has something to prove, dude. I didn't prepare you well enough. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> John, my my piece of must-have, must-have gear, it came upon me. It struck me like a diamond bullet to paraphrase Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now, (laughs) I can't believe that I let this piece of gear go a year into the show without mentioning it. And it is on every single gig that I do. And I have people ask me about it all the time, and they go, man, that's a great piece, man. I've got to buy one of those. So here's the piece. There is a case made by the SKB Case Company. And the, the SKB does their... Uh, models by number. They don't call it a such-and-such case. It's the SKB 2416. Now, what that is is a piece of gear. I call it my master case. But it's it's a square box that when you open it up, there is nothing on the inside of it. There's Mm. no padding. There's no compartments. It's just an open box. And I use it to put things like my throne top and thrown back Extra pedal cables that I have to use for my electronics. I'll put my electronics in ear rig in there. Things like a fan, uh, any charts that I might be using, stand lights if I have to take a music stand, and just any other accessories. Man, I can put cowbells in there, wood blocks, triangles. I've put wind chimes in there. That's how big this thing is. It's, it's a say, good size case. I
0: sound like a magician now.
1: Man, it's it's like it's like one of those uh, clown cars. You open it up, and then it just keeps, keeps stuff keeps coming. coming out, right? But you can put a ton of stuff in there, and it's a hard shell case. Just just go if you're interested in this thing, go to SKB's website and put in SKB twenty four sixteen, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It also stacks wonderfully on a rock and roller. It, it's 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 ergonomically built from a standpoint to where. And it's absolutely not a coincidence that it will fit well on any cart, any type of wheel transportation. So that's my call, is the SKB 2416. I use it. That thing has been all over the freaking country with me. I've had it for, I'd say, at least 15 years, and it's still paying dividends.
0: We were talking earlier outside of... A throne and a throne, you know. Back, Mm -hmm. Um, I use a double pedal bag. One of those, yeah, but not soft ones. There, it's a soft sided case, but it's rigid, and I'm able to put all my electronics and and such in that. And it's just a a real blessing because all that stuff just can go walking, and you can forget it and all that. If you kind of have your little routine. Yeah, you know what goes in there. You, you don't forget stuff. But that's a, that's an option too. If you're not, you know, if you want a smaller thing, a, a double pedal bag has worked out pretty good for me.
1: John, the inquiring minds that are listening to you talk about that right now, and will have the inevitable question: What did John do with the double pedal that was in said double pedal bag? <laughs> I sold it <laughs> the day after I got it. <laughs> I like that, man. You're like the kid that you you buy the kid the toys, and they play with the box, but not the toy that's on the inside. You know what? Tr- you the rebel. Tr- the
0: truth is, I got both those cases at a used music store with nothing in them. For, one was for 15 bucks and one was for like nineteen ninety nine.
1: Man, you are the uh Fred Sanford of our times here, you man. You have no idea. Oh no, I do have yeah, an idea. Have I one absolutely one. have an idea. You have a very good idea.
0: Hey, uh, you know what? What? Um, just in case anyone was wondering or worried <laughs> that I may have, you know, been a little off my game or I sounded like I was falling asleep. I think I did. <laughs> I really do think I did. I, you were polite enough not to bother me. But the only thing I could—I had a wink or four. The, the only and thing I, I, I apologize—it doesn't reflect on our fabulous listening audience or my awesome co-host.
1: Well, they don't know a what we've been through earlier today. They will sooner than later. But b on top of that, uh, you don't know that I was cursing your name in total effigy, thinking how many times I'm going to have to edit out you yawning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's been one of those weeks. That it has been. At least I acknowledge it.
1: John, we're going to let these folks get on with their lives here. But before we do, don't forget.
0: Give them the technique on how to edit out my yarns.
1: <laughs> it's called writing the numbers down on the outline as it goes along. Uh, now.
0: I'll be better next time.
1: All I wanted to say is, don't forget folks, you just have another week or so to get in line, get yourself registered to win one of two great drums from the Monk Drum Company, head over to iTunes. Go to the Drummer's Weekly Groovecast page in iTunes, leave us a short written review. Yes, it has to be a written review. We're going to draw the names out of a hat on Facebook Live here in just a couple of weeks per our last contest. A few days prior to the actual drawing, we'll make sure on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 we'll let you know when it's going to happen. We'll give you the exact time and then we will you will see our shining faces on Facebook Live again. John, you look like you really look like you want to say something. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. All right, I'm going to be quick. One eleven thirty-two. Ah, nice, very
0: nice. Don't mention it.
1: All right, and lastly, as you can tell, we love hearing from you guys. We talked about one of our listeners at the beginning of the show. Always stay in touch with us. You can stay in touch with us through our traditional email address, which is drummersweeklygroovecast at gmail.com. You can also stay in touch with us through Facebook, which that young chap did. We're at facebook.com forward slash forward slash drummersweeklygroovecast. And then we're on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash DW groovecast. John, I'm going to let you take a nap here. I don't want you on the road before you get a few winks in. Good night. We'll see you guys soon. Until next week, bye-bye.